Joined on the line now by Don Harley, the head of AFL Sunraysia, to give us an update uh, on those announcements from AFL about returning to training. Don, how's everything going, buddy? I can imagine you're a bit busy at the moment. Very busy, Amy. Very busy. Um, I feel like we uh, every time I get on the show, it changes significantly and, uh, and I have something different for you each time. So... Yeah, and, and this time no different with the announcements dropped from AFL Vic, which sort of clears the way for a return to, to playing and training. Um, you know, it, it's exciting, um, but it also comes with some pretty strict protocol and responsibility that we, we put on all the clubs and and, uh, and those who are in charge. Well, so what they've done is they've put out a guide um, for returning to small outdoor group training, and that has basically a step-by-step instruction on how you can do that um, for up to 10 people at any t- one time. So are you okay to just chat through kind of the key points of that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess the background was that the state government required all the sports um, across Australia to submit their protocol on um, how they were going to manage each phase of the restrictions being lifted. Um, obviously, we want to get to a stage where, you know, we're back to as normal as we can be. Um, but it was really important that we had some safeguards to, to manage and stay on top of, uh, of the virus and to, A, stop people getting it, but, B, to be able to reduce the spread if someone did. Um, some highlights of that that got released from AFL Victoria that all the clubs have to implement is that, uh, obviously, small outdoor group training up to 10 people is allowed, as you said. Yeah. Um, that's got to be non-contact. So it's purely going to be running and, and ball-related drills. Um, so for those that like a tackle and whatnot, um, that's unfortunately not part of the, the first stage. Uh, there'll be no access to change rooms during the, the training period. So um, we, we've been working with local government about keeping those closed to try and get people outside and, and to reduce the spread that way. The equipment that's permitted at training is only the footballs, so uh, so you'd be limited to just that. Um, and then there's obviously the hygiene protocols, and and what's key is the education component around that as well. So clubs will be required to to keep um, up to date with the government training program for infection control, um, and they'll also be required to keep a register of attendees at all their training sessions, so that. If we find ourselves in the unfortunate case where we've got a, a confirmed case, we know who that person's been in contact with and we can lock those people down straight away. So there's a bit there, um, but if clubs want to return to, to play, that's the, the requirements the government placed on us. Yeah, there definitely is a lot to absorb. How are you working with the clubs to make sure that they are implementing this properly? It's going to be local law enforcement that enforces it. Um, So it needs to be clear that this is a state government thing and not just an AFL, you know, imposing these these requirements on the clubs. So whilst we've formulated the protocol itself, um, you know, it's it's really a a combined effort from not only clubs, but community, local law enforcement and the like to be able to make sure that this is all um, all adhered to. There's people's lives at risk and and we want to make sure that we, we stay on top of it because at this point, Mildura doesn't have any confirmed cases and we'd like to keep it that way. Now, in terms of footy season kicking off, there still isn't any word about the government easing restrictions on crowd numbers to the level that we would like them to see for us to be able to start footy again locally. What's the update on that? There's obviously been a lot of media interest um, over the last fortnight or so with respect to presence of SFNL clubs and Miller Footy League clubs um, about whether or not they wanted to go ahead without the possibility of crowds. And it seemed fairly unanimous that they didn't want to go ahead if they couldn't allow crowds to come and attend because of the drop in, in revenue and, and also the inability to, to have that sort of community atmosphere. Whilst that doesn't look like changing from a state government level, um, us at the AFL, we've been working really hard on what other programs we might be able to offer if football doesn't go ahead. So 
people might recognise the AFL program as being the AFL social arm. There's an opportunity to potentially get that up and going as, a, as an offering for people in Sunraysia. Um, perhaps we can work with the SFNL on, on um, an altered uh, junior structure with smaller grounds and, and smaller team sizes. So um, there's some things in the works that if football doesn't go ahead, we'd like to still be able to offer um, something in some capacity for people to be able to play. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's so important because footy is such a staple in the local community. To be able to have something else, if we can't go ahead with the normal comp, uh, it will be good to have something in place. Now, next steps, Don, what have we, where, where do we go to from here? Are there any other announcements that are coming up? Yeah, so essentially um, we basically need to have all the clubs tick off that they, uh, they're prepared to adhere to this protocol with local government. Um, once that happens, the government will give the green light for the use of the training grounds. Um, so it's Mildura City Council for the use of the grounds for the club's trainer. And then from there, we can get the ball rolling on some training. There's a there's a meeting on this week, uh, it could even be tonight actually, um, of the presence of the SFNL who are going to decide that with these protocols now being released, uh, whether or not indeed they do want to play and, and push ahead with a season return. We've worked pretty closely with both the, the Millua Footy League and the SFNL on their very last starting date um, and they're still a little while away so we're hoping that the situation evolves such that it might garner some interest from club presidents in being able to play but we're very much dictated to by by state government at this point so we'll just keep working with them and, and look forward to any further easing of restrictions. Well Don thank you so much for that update there is a lot to unpack there there's a lot going on behind the scenes look uh, we obviously want footy to still continue for 2020 but it needs to be safe and it needs to make sense for the local community so we will keep uh, touching base with you and making sure that we're staying on top of everything as it unfolds.